0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Us in Our Cities. I'm Olivia. I'm a hairdresser, sometimes a comedian, sometimes a singer, and a clubhouse co-host in Quebec City, Canada. Hey, my name
1: is Antonia. I am your resident lesbian from Los Angeles and also a Hollywood historian.
2: I am Barbara. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I am an astrologer, a tarot card reader all around random, random person. And I'm here to talk about sex in the city with
0: these ladies. Hey girls, do you like getting your photo taken? Do you like doing photo shoots as much as I do?
1: I don't feel particularly photogenic all the time. So sometimes I get nervous about it, but I enjoy it very much. I get like that nervy adrenaline rush.
0: I love your Instagram, Antonia. And when you redid Who was that? Um, Was it a a character in a film when you had the white streak in your hair? What was that about? The
1: Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. So my my family uh, produced a lot of those classic horror movies and I'm a huge fan of them. I mean, I think I would be anyway, but especially because, you know, my family had such a big part in it. Uh, And so this great photographer, Chris Hasby, once uh, approached me about dressing as the classic monsters and doing a photo shoot and I like could not turn that down that
0: was awesome how long ago was that gosh now it was probably close to three years ago and was but, your your YouTube channel successful at that point
1: you know to successful but yes yeah. I already started my channel uh, and had had quite a few videos up
2: yes that was super cool I did enjoy that a lot how long did it take you to get ready for that
1: Oh gosh, it was a couple hours in hair and makeup. Um, the makeup, you know, especially the stitches, they were little threads that were individually glued like all along my neck and up sort of towards my ears. Uh, in my hair, I had essentially something of a Coke bottle up there that they like modeled my hair and another wig around um, and sprayed it to get the, the stripe in there. It was It was quite a production. Um, And it was really cool. We got to do the whole shoot at Universal. So it felt kind of extra like being home and being in the right place for it, like where the original had been done.
2: Very cool. Like, I hope that we can get to do something cool like that one day. That would be nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you done photo shoots?
2: Not for myself. I mean, apart from like taking some photos, not really. But like I've attended tons and tons of photo shoots for clients. It's always a lot of fun to watch. Some people are more comfortable with like a crowd watching them and others aren't. But yeah, photo shoots are a lot of work, like the production that goes into it. Like I'm talking about like, if you're doing like a whole, like, you know, theme and like, this is for a publication, there's a lot of work, like photographers, hair, makeup, nails, wardrobe. Then you have to, you know, help the person if they're not comfortable, you know, Posing, it's it's a lot, but um, it's always a lot of fun to see the finished product, which is cool.
0: Yeah. Are you sometimes part of the planning of it and even the creative vision? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like,
2: more. Like right now, I'm currently working with a hairstylist who does um, hair on um, different photo shoots, campaigns, um, on sets, and stuff. And so I'm like booking her directly, you know, just like negotiating rates. Um, Making sure that, you know, she gets a car if she needs it to set, to and from set, travel, um, stuff like that, specifically for the hair stylist. And then if I were on the talent side, it'd be just like making sure that I'm getting hair, makeup people they're, you know, comfortable with or that they like. And then like, what stylist are we using? What is the the aesthetic of the shoot? Stuff like that.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I didn't realize that was part of your job. That's awesome. Well, I'll answer the question. I love getting my photo taken (laughs) and I'm pretty lucky. One of my best friends is a photographer and she often needs models and she often has little um, special things that she does. Like she did this photo shoot for COVID where she was taking photos of people through their windows literally and that was really fun and we were out on our balcony and she was down the bottom and then uh, she came to our back terrace and like took photos of my daughter and I through the window that was fun and I also did a boudoir shoot with her earlier this year in the winter and that was that was pretty daring I did get my whole kit off and um yeah (laughs) anyway but no, I, I really like it. And I actually I did a little modeling shoot for her she was um shooting product the other day, so my daughter helped as well. And we were just we were holding pillows and just being in love with our pillows, and I love it, it's so silly <laughs> and fun. How did you get comfortable so, to like get
2: naked? How were you like what was that process?
0: Um that wasn't <laughs> too hard. I don't know. <laughs> The process. Um it's just it's one of my good friends. So I was really comfortable with her anyway. It wasn't a big decision. I don't know. She just told me that she wanted to do that, that um to do offer boudoir shoots. And I felt like I actually I felt more natural just in my skin than in like a bra and underwear. That felt strange. And um yeah at the start she wanted to do it like on her bed. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it on a <laughs> bed. We just, <laughs> we just had like a, a dark wall, and so um, I'm very pale, so it does like mm-hmm. contrast pretty well. Um, and yeah, and they're pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about them. I've shared them with friends and like um, close friends on Instagram. One day I might put it out public, but it's still a funny thing I don't know how I feel about it because I don't mind strangers seeing it but family like oh I don't I don't know
2: well for everyone listening I got to see them and it's very tasteful it's very very nice so nothing to worry
0: about it's not suggestive or anything Mm -mm.
2: classy
1: (laughs) so like when I shoot I always have this idea, like if I, if they take a hundred pictures over an hour, maybe I'll get like two good ones and that's all that I need. And that's something that I use to comfort myself. When you shoot Olivia with each shot, you're like, this is the one, this is also the one. Like, how do you feel?
0: I think because I've helped my friend a lot. I've gone with her, um, to weddings to just be her assistant. And there was a time where I worked for her, um, when she had her little baby, I just went and helped with the baby. And, um, when the baby was sleeping, I'd sometimes help cull shoots. So I knew that there were 600 photos and she was trying to get maybe 20 good ones. So I, because I'd been a part of that behind the scenes and there's, like when you're being shot with a professional camera and with editing, it's like even looking at the little icon on the, the camera, it's nothing of what it's actually going to look like. So I just believe in the the magic of, you know, all that. And also I find every time I get a photo shoot back, I don't like the photos for a while. Like it's just, I look at them and go, okay, I don't like it, but I need to sit on it for a while and then I will. And that's just been the process. And then, you know, I feel like photos, they gain value with time. I'll look back a couple of years later and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this was like such like the best photos ever. And at the time, I didn't think they were that great. There was maybe two that I liked. But then when I look back, I'll like all of them. So.
1: That goes so both ways for me. There are pictures that I used to love. They were my profile pictures. They, you know, I post them everywhere. I thought they were amazing. And I'll look at them now and be like, oh, that's, that's a weird picture. That's not a good picture of me. But on the other side, there's so many pictures that I was so self-conscious about or, oh, this outfit is weird. My face is weird. Where now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's, that's a really cute picture.
2: Yeah, I can relate for sure. I've taken tons of photos that I hate initially, and then I'm like, whatever. And then years later, I'm like, oh my God, I was so cute. So it, it, it depends on, I guess, when you look at it, yeah. But in general, though, I hate taking pictures just because like, I always feel like, oh my God, I look so good today, and then I take a picture, and I'm like, no, that's that's not it. Nope, that's not what Nothing I'm Nothing like a photo to-, <laughs> to bring you back down to earth.
0: Yeah. I remember the days taking 30 selfies just to get one and then putting it through all the photo editing apps and just, you know, Frankensteining yourself into this pixelated whatever. (laughs) But I don't do that anymore. Have you ever had a secret relationship? Man, I'm just going
2: to tell you guys now, secret relationships are a theme in my Birth chart. It's like the thing I encounter a lot of times. People, men in particular, want to have secret relationships with me. And yeah, I definitely do date people and I don't let people know. Like, no, literally, no one would know if I'm seeing anybody. It's not because I'm hiding that person, it is because I am fiercely protective and I don't want to hear anything like I don't want to hear feedback I don't need input yeah
1: I want to dig into a little more what would that what feedback are you envisioning and what would that mean to you I mean or how might that impact your relationship
2: I don't want other people's opinions to somehow Infiltrate my own thoughts and my own feelings about this person that I'm seeing. Um, I don't want, and I I try my best not to do that for other people where I know they're seeing someone, and if I know I don't like that person, I do my best not to like state that. You know, I don't like this person because of X, Y, and Z, or oh, you know, I try my hardest not to. So I find that people, especially if you're close with them like to tell you what they think of the person you're dating. So that is kind of what I I want to stay away from.
1: Can you talk about an experience where what someone said did influence like how you felt about someone you were dating?
2: Okay, so for example, my best friend, um, I was seeing someone, and he was like, "Oh, you, um, I see you like you like them with like some weight on them," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I wasn't even thinking about that," and then he put that idea in my head, and I'm like, "What do you mean some weight on them? What are you talking about?" And that kind of like I had to like think about like my pattern and like what I'm into, and I was just like. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. I just didn't like that statement.
0: I feel like that says more about the person who said that than you. Totally. I want to know specifically what is it in your birth chart, if you don't mind sharing, that says your relationships?
2: I have a ton of eighth house stuff, 12th house stuff. So the eighth house is traditionally ruled by scorpio i have a venus in scorpio and um that's like secrets in general very secretive energy i don't know if you guys know any scorpios but they're pretty secretive they're not like out here like look at me look at what i'm into it's not that energy at all and 12th house planets as well so that's the hidden house that's the house of secrets stuff like that so
0: well my mars is in scorpio so um Maybe my sex life is not apparent to other people, or something is secretive. It's fun sharing about on on here and in Clubhouse. There, it's pretty neat to me. Does
2: it ever does it ever feel scary for you when you're questioned about your sex life, or when people are inquiring about what you do? Does it ever feel scary to you?
0: Scary? I don't know. I mean, I find it interesting that people. I like cuz I before I was on Clubhouse I would say that our our sex life was pretty vanilla and it was actually you Barbara you're like you're not vanilla at all <laughs> I'm like well it's just you know married people and and no having sex I don't know why it would be that interesting but getting like our Clubhouse room we have a, a sex night on Thursday where people share all sorts of things And I was realizing that I had something to share basically. And yeah, I'm not afraid to share with anybody, except I don't want family again to really hear that because it's strange because I don't want to think about my family having sex. I don't want them thinking about me having sex unless it's making babies. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio's face. No, when you're when you're married and you have a a child already, everyone's like, "Make babies, make babies." (laughs) So they're excited about that, but not the details.
1: See, that's so funny because I was just gonna say I'm less self-conscious. I think thinking that you know my family, I guess, knows that I have sex in a general sense, but for some reason, once you connected it to baby making, that felt different to me, and I don't know why.
2: I get, I get it, Antonia, but you see how you said you have a Scorpio Mars in the eighth house and I have a Venus Mars. I mean, I have a Venus Scorpio in the eighth house. So for me, Venus is more of the relationship. I don't want that. Those questions about like, people are like probing you, like make babies, make babies like, and that's kind of like pressure for you. Whereas for me, Venus is actually the relationship. If people are prying and like, you know, what's this relationship? Are you dating? Like, what's this? That's uncomfortable for me. It's like intense.
1: Is it possible that I don't have an eighth house?
2: Oh, no, you totally do. You have an eighth house. That's the area of your life that you like to keep very private. But you probably don't have planets in there, which is, you know, why you may not, you know, feel that energy. Um, But you definitely do. What's your rising again?
1: I am a Leo sun, a Leo moon, and a Cancer rising. That's why I cry a lot.
2: Cancer rising? So then your eighth house is Aquarius. Like, would you be offended if we went through and searched all your tech stuff? Like the stuff you're looking up? Like, I know,
1: your- I'm like, maybe I guess that would feel... I guess it would almost be like if you were going through everything in my apartment or something, not your
2: apartment, but specifically your online research, like your, your, like what you're looking up your Google history.
1: I don't think so because I genuinely don't think that I'm looking up weird things or not weird, but like things that I would be embarrassed of. Most of my search history is either something related to like old Hollywood or like, how tall is this person? How many miles to this location?
2: Do we Tell me where your Uranus is in your chart? Like what does it say Uranus? Where is Uranus?
0: And I want to Uranus. dig into <laughs> <laughs> What about your crazy? I think you hide your craziness.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, know what she, you know what she hides? I'll tell you what you hide. You hide your feelings for sure.
1: But I cry all the time. No, 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 no. And I I talk about my feelings all the time.
2: I think it's a thing where the energy you put out, you don't feel like it's reciprocated often enough. Like people aren't really the value that you add. I feel like you feel like it doesn't get reciprocated. I'm saying that because of... Your Venus, but anyway,
1: um, yeah, my Uranus (laughs) is in Sagittarius. Ah, that's right. My sixth house.
2: Keep your work life
1: private. Venus. Oh, yeah, it's Cancer.
2: Do you keep your your job, your day to day tasks, like your routine, private?
1: You know, I don't think so. But this is going to be fun for me to explore. Maybe I do, and I don't realize it. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I think I'm so open, and I'm truly, I'm a mystery.
2: It's something that you should look into for yourself for sure. Yeah, the eighth house is the stuff we we hide. Okay, I have no secrets.
1: Let's
0: move on.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna keep prying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see you as very put together, Antonia. So I'd like to see where you fall apart. <laughs> I don't know where your crazy is. I'm sure it's somewhere or your quirkiness. I'd like to dig into that. Anyway. Um, (laughs) so have you ever been embarrassed by someone that you went out with?
1: No, I don't think I've ever been fully like embarrassed of somebody that I've dated or gone out with, but historically I've had a tendency to date potential rather than where somebody's at. And sometimes there were like, individual ways that somebody might present themselves or like things that I wasn't necessarily proud of in the moment, but like, I felt like one one day I would be, but now wasn't the time. Does that make sense? It speaks more about myself and my insecurities than it does of that person, right? It's absolutely not a reflection of them, but I know that that's a time in the past where um, I've sometimes been, I haven't felt a hundred percent.
2: What about you, Olivia?
0: Yeah, I was just reflecting My ex boyfriend that I was with for maybe almost two years from when I was 17 till about 19, I always knew that I didn't see a future in the relationship. And the thing is, he kind of had a sad story, and I had things that I had to deal with as well. And he was just a safe place. But I did, I felt this guilt because I knew that. He wasn't someone I could see a future with, but he didn't do anything wrong. He was just, yeah, I don't know. He was just a stoner. He was just nice, <laughs> and he he took care of me, I guess, to to his capability. And yeah, but I, it was really hard to um to it was hard to it was yeah. I was just thinking like how much I want to share because I I don't want to like like I don't know disgrace him or say that he was a bad person or anything it's just um his circumstances were really sad and I saw that play out in his life and but he was a good friend he was just nice yeah and I felt bad that I I had to break up with him and I think I really hurt him so so yeah not like embarrassed but I felt guilty being with him sometimes
2: I understand no and that's real thanks for sharing of course I feel like it's human. It's part of the human experience to do things like that. So, yeah, there's no shame in any of it. So,
0: Episode six, secret sex. So Carrie gets her photo taken and gets to keep the dress, the naked dress that looks like sex, and I want one. <laughs> what did you think of this dress? I
1: I loved, like, the cut of the dress. Um, was it called the naked dress because of the color? Is that
0: why? Yeah, and it was fully like um, bare back and it was tiny, um, not even spaghetti straps. They're almost invisible. Um, was short. I thought it was a perfectly cute dress.
1: I think I would have loved a more contrasting nude color with her skin, but I get what they were going for. I'm into it. I approve.
2: Yeah, I like the dress a lot, actually. I thought it was really really sexy i don't understand like why they call it the naked dress if it wasn't like her skin like flesh toned you know like to her skin but um yeah i liked it yeah it was sexy
0: i thought it was pretty much matching her skin like it was just washing her out it was that look okay anyway. i mean
2: it looks pink to me like it looks like oh that's a soft beautiful soft pink slinky dress yeah Maybe it
1: depends on how HD our TV is.
0: Mm, Good point. Yeah. Maybe. And by the way, I think the girls on this show are doing a lot of secret working out because, I mean, we see them do a a bit of exercise, like an exercise class together. And later, part of Charlotte's storyline is that she's a runner. But Sarah Jessica Parker, the actress, is really in shape, I find
1: we really have to think about the era that this show came out with when tabloids were blowing up when online gossip pages were blowing up for the first time so as soon as the show is out and it's all about sex their pictures and their bodies are plastered everywhere and it wasn't a time where fat shaming was uh it wasn't considered a bad thing at all they were you would they would fat shame the skinniest people and then they would skinny shame the skinny people too uh so i absolutely believe i think it's um It was really common, especially at the time that somebody book a show, lose 15 pounds, go on.
2: (laughs) I feel like it was a, a given for actors. It still is a given for actors to be a certain size. Good luck to everybody out there who works in that industry, because it sounds like some stress that I personally couldn't handle. So, yeah.
0: Very good points.
1: I like to think that it's better these days, but like back then, a you know, a producer, a casting director, anyone would come up to you and say like, hey, you need to lose this much weight or we're going to recast you.
0: So uh, it must have been immense pressure. Okay. So on the same day of her photo shoot, it looks like Carrie is going out on her official date with Big. And she's having a pre-drink with the girls. And I don't know if it's the dress or the whole lead up of finally going out on a real date with Big, but she is feeling some sort of way. And the way she is leaning up against the doorframe like that, while Charlotte's telling her that she's not allowed to have sex with Big tonight, (laughs) like she, she's getting a bit hot and sweaty, I think, looking forward to her date with with big. And then the girls uh, discuss the rules of dating. So Charlotte says that if you're serious about a guy, you need to keep him in a holding pattern for at least five dates before you sleep with him. Miranda is on board with no sex on the first date. Samantha says that a guy can just as easily dump you if you fuck him on the first date as you you can if you wait until the 10th. Thoughts on that? This feels like a real era thing.
2: They definitely all have valid points. I don't like rules, like those rules, like, you know, oh, you know, wait till the third, wait till, don't text first. You got to wait. Like, I don't like any of those games. I say do what you feel, like whatever feels safest, comfortable for you guys, do it. But yeah, I just, I feel like there is something to be said about like what impression the guy will be left with if you do in fact sleep with them on the first date and that's only i want to say for men i don't believe that this is a problem for lesbian women antonia you can account you can let us know about that right but i really don't feel like that is a problem for people who date people of the same sex
1: yeah i mean i i definitely myself fall into team Samantha, which is like a guy can as easily dump you if you do or don't sleep with him on the first date. Um, that being said, I do think there's there, it may increase the odds of a successful relationship. If you do wait for a second date or a third date, not to say that that's somehow better, but I think it just gives you a better chance to know somebody or know if that is the direction you want to go in. Um, but I, I, I don't think, as you said, Barbara, that there's as much a stigma or rules or anything like that in the lesbian community about it. I've I've definitely slept with people on the first date before and I've had, you know, somewhere that was that and somewhere it's gone really great.
0: I feel like it's the era though. I feel like they're obsessed with rules of dating. Is that just me? I don't know.
1: I mean, do you not think
0: women now are obsessed with rules of dating? Yeah, it's different though, because they do have home phones. What do you call them? <laughs> so now our phones are attached to us basically. So waiting three days or something would be ridiculous. That's so rude. No one would do that anymore. So maybe, maybe the rules have just changed. I haven't really dated, so can't speak on that one. Big pics carry up in his car. I wonder how rich you have to be to have a car, by the way. Um Interesting dress, comments Big. What do you mean, says Carrie. Interesting dress, (laughs) says Big. So, uh, of course, Big and Carrie don't even make it to dinner. They can't keep their hands off each other and have sex. On the floor, apparently. (laughs) And then they go out for Chinese food. And Carrie sees an old friend, Mike Singer, also on a date. And Carrie gets the feeling that Mike doesn't want to introduce Uh, his date to Carrie. I mean, Carrie, she just can't help but wonder sometimes. Um, Cut to Miranda also has a new love interest in this episode, Ted Baker, a sports medicine doctor with apartment overlooking the History Museum. So they met in a gym class and Miranda accidentally kicked Ted in the face. So now they're going out. And then cut to again, um, Carrie meets up with Mike Mike Singer to get the story about why he didn't want to introduce his secret girlfriend, Libby. And she finds out that uh, she works in a cheese shop where she met Mike. And Mike says he feels free with her because he doesn't find her that attractive. And all I can say is poor Libby, I would hate to be Libby. And this was, Cringy and sad. An interesting storyline. So messed
1: up. (laughs) I think in the end, Libby's gonna end up being the winner of that though. And Mike's the one that's never gonna be able to be happy, right? Because he's willing to turn away from everything that he says he likes just because he's afraid of how other people are gonna perceive her, which again is all just his own ideas and his own notions. So in the end, like he's gonna get the life that he set himself up for. And I think Libby's going to actually be really happy.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely on Team Libby here. I do not understand dating anybody that you're not attracted to. Just leave them alone. But yeah, messed up. All
0: right. So Carrie's photo arrives that is destined to go on the side of the bus. And Sam is there and she says it's the best personal ad she's ever seen and plans them to toast the bus going by. And then Samantha and Carrie were talking about secret sex. And Sam asked Carrie if Charlotte ever told her about the rabbi. And then this is my favorite part in the episode because they go directly to to meet Charlotte down at her gallery to get the story. (laughs) And I just love that whole little scene. And I just think that Charlotte is very sneaky and she gets up to a lot of mischief when no one's looking.
1: I was really just envisioning a world where two of my friends showed up at my office to ask me about someone that I slept with and how ridiculous that would feel. I also don't know if like most of my friends would know where my office is to even show up.
2: Also, you're secretive about your daily routine, huh? You're secretive about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no reason to have anybody meet me at work.
2: Hmm, okay. I see. (laughs)
1: My God, I'll send you my work address, Barbara, okay?
0: (laughs) Okay. I think Antonia's secretive about what she's secretive about. (laughs) That must be it. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, Big calls Carrie to invite her on a second date. And he seems to have followed an ancient rule of dating that says you're supposed to wait three days before you call someone for a second date. And I'm sure this doesn't exist anymore, like we just said this three-day thing, it's dumb, leave that in the 90s. So on the date, Big runs into someone he knows and he doesn't even introduce Carrie. And then he takes her to the same Chinese place as last time and he even declined her invitation to toast the picture on the bus with the girls but offers himself up for a booty call later. So obviously Carrie is really wigging out now. The poor girl, I hate to see her like that. All her fears are coming true and she blames herself. Was it the sex on the first date? Is Big ashamed of being with her? I would have done the same thing. She
2: spiraled and I would have done the same thing because he did do some pretty shisty stuff. Like, how am I out with you? And you run into your friend and I like you had your arm around me and then you remove your arm and you don't introduce me. They all are looking at me and you part ways and then we go out again to the same restaurant. Yeah, it's kind of suspect. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think I just would have been a little quicker, like in the the when they ran into the guy I would have been quicker to be like hey I'm Carrie and like made myself known and if I started feeling weird at the restaurant I would have been like hey just out of curiosity why did you pick this place again I don't think I would have given it so much time to fester in my mind
2: man good for you girl because I would have been (laughs) so like in my head about the whole thing yeah yeah that's That's something I'm going to take from you, Antonia.
0: Yes. Just ask the question. Exactly. Yeah. This actually used to be an issue in my relationship is Sam would run into someone from high school, whatever. And, you know, that person would be with their girlfriend or something and he wouldn't introduce me. And I'm just standing there smiling like an idiot. And because it's my second language, I'm a bit more shy to just say, hey, I'm Olivia. But um, I had, we had to um, work that out because it was, really upsetting me. I hate not being introduced. I'm like, they're lucky to meet me. This is a great opportunity. This is a networking opportunity, or maybe these are going to be our friends. I don't know. So I get upset about that. So Miranda wakes up in Ted Baker's bed and Ted had to run, but yippee, Miranda has the opportunity to go through Ted's things and work out who is this man that she's sleeping with. So, and in a sock drawer, she finds... Uh, Ta-da! Porn in the form of a VCR cassette tape titled Spanked. And uh, cut to Carrie and Miranda watching the Spanked video. And I mean, what would you do? This is out of date now, I think, as well, because we all know that our partners watch porn. And I don't really want to know what kind, but yeah. This felt like the tamest
1: kind of video she could have found her fault, number one, for snooping through his things and she should learn to have boundaries and not cross those lines. And then number two, like, that's what you're going to panic about?
2: Yeah, I hear you about, she should have been more respectful about the boundaries, but um, yeah, she wasn't. And um, I don't know that I would be either just because like, I like to know things. And um, if I came across it, I wouldn't have taken the video out of his home, brought it over to my friend's house, and watched it like that was strange to me that
1: too what if he came home early what if it broke what if anything too risky
2: yeah but I would have like liked knowing oh so this is what you like like that would have been like I would have enjoyed knowing that um
1: but how would you have incorporated it any better than Miranda did when then she got caught
2: Yeah. I don't know. I would have, I probably would have waited for sure. I would have kept that like in my back pocket, like, okay, I know this about him. I don't think I would have initiated because that's not who I am. I wouldn't have initiated that because I know you were hiding it from me. I'm not going to go ahead and initiate the spanking, but I would have known that he's into that. And probably later on we would have figured it out. Yeah.
0: I actually remember when I was young, Early teenager, maybe, and my best friend found a cassette tape of porn in her dad's wardrobe, and we watched it. And it was the first porn I'd ever seen, and it was really scary. What was it? <laughs> I don't. It was just heterosexual sex. Uh, that that's all. Like it was nothing was crazy at scary? all. But for me, huh?
2: But it was scary.
0: Yeah, but I was too young to watch it. I was maybe twelve maybe not oh, even okay so it was the first like i was learning a lot just from that video <laughs> the girls and mike singer are ready to toast carrie's enormous picture of her in the naked dress on the side of the m2 bus they've got their verve and their party hats and just as mike tells carrie how it didn't work out with libby because of his intimacy issues probably a lot of other issues Good. as well
1: Good that it didn't work out. Good that she stood her ground and kicked him to the curb.
2: She found somebody better, he said. Mm hmm.
0: Yep. Amen. So then there's the bus, and someone has graffitied a dick on Carrie's face. Oh no. When you're not expecting to see a dick, hey, Barbara? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> And then Samantha says, "Don't worry, sweetie. Nobody knows, notices a bus in New York until it's about to hit them."
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Samantha's so sweet. Her reaction to that—I remember watching it—and Carrie's reaction was just so like, like the way she did it. I don't know, like the performance of the embarrassment was really good. Um, I felt for her, but I mean, it sucked that it was the first time that she saw the ad. But that's to be expected. That's the world we
0: live in.
1: I I just feel for her, like, because she was so excited and then so so let down.
0: So meanwhile, Miranda is walking out from dinner on Ted's arm and she playfully brings up spanking in conversation. (laughs) And immediately, Ted knows that Miranda found his tape. So that was it. She never heard from him again.
1: She played us. What a dummy. Barbara's right. Like onto that information.
2: Yeah. If it's something I know you're hiding from me, why the fuck would I bring it up like, oh yeah, like I know you like, like, what do you like? No. It's the secret for a reason. (laughs)
1: When she really did admit just full stop. Like, I went through your things. I found this probably, you know, secret or intimate thing of yours. And now I'm gonna bring it up casually on the street 12 hours later.
2: Weird. So
1: much to unpack there.
0: Yeah, usually Miranda has good judgment, but this was a bold move that didn't pay off at all. So oh well, on to the next. So Carrie, buzzed and angry, feeling like a public dickhead, she heads over to Biggs to unleash her wrath on him. You know, she's been working out for a couple of days now, and she heads straight to the bar when she walks in and pours herself a drink and vomits all her crazy on him. Uh, sloshing her drink around as she spontaneously combusts and then of course Big disarms her discredits all her arguments sweeps Carrie into his arms and I guess they have sex the end <laughs> classic Carrie Big relationship Yay. I mean I guess he had good excuses
2: but um I don't trust him I still don't trust Big that's just me trust issues have we oh yes Yes, tons of them. Tons of trust issues all over my chart, all over my person.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about next episode. And yeah. Anyway, you'll have to stay tuned. Wait, I just saw the
1: note for episode seven. Maybe we can talk about Antonia's relationship. (laughs) 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 That's (laughs) pretty much the only note. (laughs) Coming up
2: next. (laughs) Next week, (laughs) (laughs) guys. yeah
1: that'll be fun get ready it's cool because it's not a secret
2: exactly exactly but get ready you know like what was episode seven i guess we'll get into it next week
0: monogamous
2: oh yeah see you next week see you next week bye everybody